Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, the presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry, Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast, where we will endeavor to edify the body of Christ on this particular subject. What events are the beginnings of sorrows? Referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 8. Let us go to the throne of grace, Heavenly Father, from whom all blessings flow. We come today, Lord God, looking to you as the author and finisher of our faith. We come, Lord, knowing that all good and perfect gifts come down from the Father of light, whom there is no vapidness, neither shadow of turning. Father, as we come today, we bind every demonic spirit, every lying tongue, every backbiter, every whisperer, every hater of God, we bind them in Jesus' name. We do so by exercising the keys to the kingdom of heaven, that whatsoever we bind on this earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And Father, we bind the iniquities of Satan and his followers. And we ask you, Lord God, that you will give us grace and mercy and that your people may be edified through your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. What events are the beginnings of sorrow? In Matthew 24, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the things to come. He tells them that certain events are the beginnings of sorrows, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 8, or the beginning of birth pains. The narrative begins with the disciples pointing out the temple building and Jesus remarking that it would all be torn down, referenced in Matthew 24, verses 1 and 2. The disciples asked Jesus when these things should take place and what would be the sign of his coming and the end of the age, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. Jesus explained that there would be many false messiahs who would come and who would claim to be authentic, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. They would be deceptive and appealing, and many would be fooled by them. There would be wars and rumors of wars, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6. Nations would rise up against nations and kingdoms, against kingdom, and there would even be famines and earthquakes, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. While all that would be alarming and even terrifying, Jesus encouraged them that those things would not signify the end. They were only the beginning of sorrows. Hearing Jesus' description of the beginning of Cyrus, the disciples would have been alarmed. Jesus was describing the collapse of the temple and its systems, mass socio-political upheaval, human catastrophe, and crisis, and natural disasters. But Jesus encouraged them that these things are not the end, but they are the beginning of Cyrus, as referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 8. At first glance, this seems a strange statement, but recognizing that the Greek word for sorrows is odeno, 
is often associated with the idea of labor or birth pains. We understand Jesus to be indicating that this ongoing series of tragic events would merely be the labor pains leading to another event. Once these things began, the condition of the world would continue to worsen until the childbirth was completed. At the beginning of sorrows, when the labor pains began, there would be persecution, martyrdom, for those who wish to follow Jesus, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 9. Many will stumble over the intense persecution and stop following Jesus, even betraying and hating each other out of fear, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many people, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. Lawlessness and lovelessness will increase, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. After that, all of that, Jesus said, then the end of the age will come, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. After the events that are the beginnings of sorrow and after the worsening of the labor pains, there would be a great tribulation, a time of great catastrophe and anguish, referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verse 21. And after that terrible time, the sign of the Lord coming will appear. Christ will return, Matthew 24, verse 29 and 30, and all those in heaven will return with him as well. Reference in Matthew 24, verse 31. The scene is similar to what is described in Revelation chapter 19, the return of Christ with the multitude of saints. Reference in Revelation chapter 19, 11, verses 11 through 14. With the foretelling of these events, including the beginning of sorrows, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the difficulties they will face in their lifetime. Still, he reminds them that things will even get worse than what they themselves will face. But it will all accumulate in, culminate in the Masonic kingdom, just as the prophets had foretold. See Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Because they now had the end of the story, the disciples could walk both with hope and with urgency, knowing the importance of making the most of the opportunity. Apostle Peter later would challenge his readers to consider that since things will end this way, they should be people of holy and godly lives. Reference to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 11. Sisters and brothers in Christ, it does not take a mathematician nor a lawyer or any great person to see the condition of the world today. We have the rumors <clears throat> of wars. We have famines. We have pestilence. We have diseases of all types and all descriptions. Yet we are unbending towards Christ. We are turning away from him. Laws are being established that are taking away our rights to enjoy the liberty in which Christ has set us free. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You look at China, you look at Russia, you look at that great army that is forming in the West. They are coming 
They are coming across that land, that the land line of demarcation. They have established what they will do to a free, God-fearing nation. We as combatants, I can speak that because I was a Vietnam veteran and I am a Vietnam veteran, uh, having fought in Vietnam. Uh, I know what it's like to have a large amount of loss of life, uh, catastrophes and jungles and so forth, and there was no help other than Christ's mercy and his grace. We know that the governments are forming to reset up the world, one world order. We know that, that the Antichrist is already here. We're just waiting for his laws and rules to be instituted and for the people to take the mark of the beast. When you take a look at our currency situation, we look at it, but they want us to have cards rather than money. They want to take off God off the currency. There's many things that are showing that it is, is showing what we are going to endure and what we are enduring now, which is just the beginning. When we look at our leaders, corrupt communication, all manner of false uh, advertisement, dress codes that are abominable in the sight of God, and, uh, the way that we uh, carry ourselves, our language of foul, and, and every sense of the word uh, evil. As God said in the time of Noah, uh, the man's heart is evil continuously. And we know that what happened to the, the believers, uh, non-believers at that time, is not to be compared to eternity in hell. And I didn't say paradise, and I didn't say purgatory. I said heaven or hell. And if you want to get cute with it, it's called Hades, as some people use it. But it is a place of torment, fire, and brimstone reserved for Satan and his angels. I pray that neither one of us would be that, because even though I preach the gospel, others preach the gospel, yes, yet we can be cast away because God discerns the hearts and the minds of his people, his followers, and his, his leaders. I do thank you for listening to this podcast today. I pray that it will give you some insight on what you are witnessing today in the world and that you may turn from your evil ways of your evil, or if you are in Christ, that you will endeavor to become stronger and in the power of his might and keep on the armor of God, the full armor. Thank you so much for listening. And may God bless you and may he smile upon you and give you peace.